the one song from my childhood, and I don't remember like from shows, Thundercats. I fucking loved those, mm-hmm. but I don't. Even, I don't remember. I, I know I don't, if, if I hear it, but I can't like come yeah. up with it. Well, I remember Thundercat. Thunder, 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 thundercats. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can remember how it starts. I swear to God, I can sing you the whole thing. It was just like, oh, it goes, "Hello, mother." Bum, oh bum, yeah. Bum. Hello, the father. Please ticks mosquitoes. They really, really bother. bother. Thanks for the package. That's why I'm writing. Canine Advantix quickly stops all the biting. <laughs> Swimming, hiking, intent pitching. They're not biting. I'm not itching. <laughs> Can't wait to show you all my new tricks. Thanks again for sending me Canine Advantix. <laughs> and then he stamps the letter with a paw print <laughs> and i don't know why but i'm never gonna forget that for the rest of my life there was a puppy in the commercial yes and i sang it to curtis like a year ago and he was like oh you're a psychopath <laughs> like, blue hey we're about to have a show done here and you can't be yelling and screaming and using outside voices We've come from afar, bringing tales from before. Old dragons drink bourbon, but we three drink more. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to Dragons Drink Bourbon. I'm Ella. I'm Cletus. And we're bringing you a new tale this week with a hearty splash of bourbon on the side. Today, we will be drinking Larceny Small Batch, and uh, I don't think anything introduces this better than the story on the back can, so I'm just going to read it. John E. Fitzgerald's weakness was fine bourbon, as all of us. As a treasury agent, who at the time was the only person legally allowed to carry keys to the Rick House, he gave in to temptation, freely taking from the best barrels in each Rick House. Those that contained wheated bourbon, bourbon made with wheat instead of traditional rye, I don't know why they needed to explain that. These eventually became known around the distillery as Fitzgerald's Barrels. Now Larceny Bourbon honors both the superb taste of the lawless treasury agent and the legacy of old Fitzgerald brand. So not only do we get Fine bourbon, we get to toast to a Larson. And I do want to point out that Cletus picked up the drink this week without any knowledge of what the story was, and I'm going to be able to tie it in, and that makes me ecstatic. Is but- Larson even a word? Yeah, Larceny. Yeah, Larceny. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, okay. See, I don't read. <laughs> I was just guessing at what the words were. That looks like a Fitzgerald. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you may have noticed that we're one voice short. Miles had familial holiday obligations to attend to this fine winter day, so he has to join us in spirit. Get it? In spirit? (laughs) Spirit. Oh, 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 spirits. Yeah. Miles would have loved that. (laughs) Much like our Disney-branded fairy, the voice of our friendly neighborhood Spider-Miles may be able to join us here and there, if only we think happy thoughts and believe. 
Believe in the power of whiskey to lighten our hearts and summon incorporeal voices. Do you believe, Cletus? Sometimes. Good enough. Anywho, we hope you all had or will have a lovely holiday. This episode releases on the first day of Kwanzaa, the last day of Hanukkah, and the day after Christmas. So I can't tell you how our holidays went because we're speaking to the future yous right now. But I like to assume minimal drama and emotional damage was involved. How would you say your Christmas probably went, Cletus? Like every other Christmas. Visiting family. That's pretty much it. Mm. I mean, everybody's family is different, but I imagine everyone's family is just as annoying as mine. Granted, I say that with love because I love my family, but small doses and everything. Well said. (laughs) Amen. Well, if you're good, maybe Santa will bring bourbon for us this year. I don't know. My family is 14 to 16 hours away, depending on traffic. They will not be flying down because they are like the home to visit. Mm -hmm. But I will have our normal like little family of three in our apartment. And I plan to make a like pasta buffet. So I'm going to have a bunch of different options that we can eat. So my holiday is going to be food based and this delicious winter sangria I make every Christmas. So I'm not going to be sober, but I am going to wake up early. You make your own wine? Sangria. Oh. The wine's pre-made. Yeah. 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 And not like great wine because I'm mixing it into sangria. (laughs) So like a step above boxed wine. (laughs) By, and by that, I mean It'll like get you drunk. 20 cents above boxed wine. <laughs> Ew, what? Pretty much. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're sneaking up on New Year's, and we aren't doing like straight themed holiday episodes yet, but I thought we could prepare for 2023 with a kind of beginning of all time sort of myth. So Beginning other- of all time, not the land before it. Not the land before. I don't like dinosaurs. Oh, I keep, for, you know, honestly, I keep forgetting that. I'll sleep soundly thinking about that. Yeah, no, I know, because you send a bunch of dinosaurs into the group chat. To yeah, and, and I swear, like, usually I would do that to fuck with you, but I swear to God <laughs> that I keep forgetting that it's just such a random thing to be afraid of because they don't even exist anymore. Well, it's just great when I'm catching up in the group chat because when I'm surrounded by other people, like it'll be like laugh, laugh, <laughs> and like they know, like well, it was either something like really, like the human centipede, <sighs> yeah, so like that, <laughs> or a dinosaur. <laughs> We're on the next topic now. But in other words, for a beginning of all time myth, I'm going to use a creation myth. And hopefully one you haven't heard before. All right. So we're going to hone in on the Aztec religion. The creation myth in question is actually referred to as five suns and has quite a bit of creation and destruction and apocalypse shenanigans. Suns, S-U-N-S? Yes. Okay. The disclaimer of choice today is that versions do differ as these were passed along initially by oral tradition. Versions also don't always line up or make the most sense chronologically, but we're doing the best with what we got. The current world we all live in, according to Aztec belief, 
is the fifth cycle of creation. Destruction comes a knock-in specifically by neglecting our literal God-given duty to nourish the sun god. The Aztec myth of five suns also shares similarities to Mayan creation stories, mainly in that both are cyclical. So our record of Mayan telons are far less complete and fragmented, however, and have one less cycle. So by Mayan beliefs, we would be in the fourth cycle. By Aztecs, we're already in the fifth. Did they Were they like around at the same time or was, is that because one of them? No. I mean, keep up, Cletus. Come on, keep up. They're both Mesoamerican, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do get them confused. Like, like just, I, I don't know why, I guess, because I know just as little about either one. And they, like you said, they're both Mesoamerican. Mostly what I remember from school is <clears throat> that the, I think it was the Spaniards that um, invaded, like, the Aztec kind of region mm-hmm. and territory and city and um, weren't great. As most European conquerors were not. Well, I mean, the, the, wait, the, they invaded the Aztecs? Yeah. Okay. So, I was about to say, well, I mean, the Mayans were lopping off virgin heads and shit. So, I mean, they weren't too spectacular either. Yeah, and we'll get into kind of like that <laughs> build up to human sacrifice for the Aztecs. Okay. I can't speak on the Mayans because I didn't research that at all. And maybe it was the Aztecs. Again, I get them confused. The Mayans, the one thing I know about the Mayans is the Earth supposedly, in Earth cycle, excuse me, supposedly ended in 2012. Well, the Aztecs, um, more specifically, it's blood and the depiction is often like sacrificing the heart. So that's the stereotypical kind of depiction that we get in like Hollywood. But mm-hmm. also, that's the depiction we get in ancient Aztec art. So it's not, like, unfounded. And right. part of these creation myths will kind of explain that. Another key similarity between the Aztecs and the Mayans is that the cycle's creation post-destruction isn't, like, it's not, like, copy-pasting every time. But there's always an improvement in the new cycle amongst the last. So basically, it's... it's- just evolution mm-hmm. yeah. it's a cyclical like life continues to move on there's a beginning and an end but from that end comes rebirth yeah but in like you know the, yeah. like you said there's improvement it's a growth. right <clears throat> we begin with a pair of gods representing cosmic duality known collectively as omitikult meaning two lords in the aztec language of nahuatl um omitikult consisted of Ometecutli, the male deity, and Omesiwatl, his female counterpart. Well, I'm not going to even try to say either of those, but <laughs> I'll take your word for it. So the pair of gods are also known as Tonakatlikutli and Tonakasiwatl. And I apologize for any of my pronunciations. Like, I know that you know that I am white as shit. <laughs> But I used a like a Spanish dictionary website for most of these after like scouring the web, a few of them pinged on that website, and then I just stuck to it because it seemed like the closest dictation. I'm not trying to offend anyone. It's just not my first language. <laughs> or second. Or second. Um, so I'm trying my best. So just be kind. And uh, honestly, if you wanted to correct me, I would appreciate it because I do like to learn these things. But 
basically, these two deities are depicted as attached together to form one complete being, both male and female. So they are both two and one. Common core. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ometekutli actually created themselves. So, yeah, I tried to wrap my head around that. It started to, like, give me weird nightmare scenarios of when I was, like, seven and tried to understand the concept of time. So, basically, they're, they're just the universe. Kind of. They're, they're, they're... I disagree. Created themselves and are existing through themselves? The universe kind of succeeds them. So, Ometekult resided in Ometyokan, meaning two place or double heaven, the 13th and highest heaven. Incidentally, this cosmic god goddess was the only Aztec deity with neither a temple dedicated to them nor any formal cult in their name. What kind of genitals did it have? I, I didn't look into that. It wasn't on the top of my like questions. Oh, well, I mean, it's both of them. It's both, it's both male and female, so it's on the top of my list. <laughs> Can it fuck itself? Actually, I think yes, and we're about to get into that. <laughs> All right, this is a story I could get behind. <laughs> but Don't want to get in front of it, might get fucked. <laughs> but before we can get to that, the Aztecs got away with like the no temple or cult dedicated to them because the deity lived so far away. It would be a major inconvenience to interact with humans directly for them. So basically, we were beneath them. So it's like the Star Trek thing. You can't, you can't uh, help a lesser civilization advance, pretty much. Isn't that the Star I don't know. You can cut that. Because I don't know enough about Star that, Trek to that, say that, anything about Star Trek. I'm going to leave over. it. No. Let's start over. Tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were believed to be properly omnipresent, though. So they were in every act of ritual and in every rhythm of nature. So still that kind of omnipresence. But they're not going to, like, pop in like a Greek god and be like, you weren't hospitable. Go fuck yourself. Oh, it's one of those things. You see them in the sunset. You feel them in the wind. Mm -hmm. You taste them in the water. But they're not going to personally come and interact with you. Mm. So, Cowards. <laughs> so, Ametikut <laughs> was both male and female to begin with, and they had no trouble creating children. So, yeah, you might be right. Like, it might have just been, like, double the genitals. So, nice. Nice. In fact, they had four sons. Pausing, because I might have to edit this. <laughs> <clears throat> we see La Pochli, Quetzalcoatli. No, mm-mm. I bet that was a mistake. Tisicatalipoca and Kiziptodok. For that last one specifically, um, Kiziptodok, I found multiple pronunciations even amongst the, the Spanish websites I was using. So, again, like, I went through the one that repeated the most often. There weren't, there wasn't really, like, a rating system I could use. <laughs> well, you did better than I could because I would have been like, 
Son 1, 2, and 3. Well, And then there was this fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> These four gods Simple represented... Offer. Yes, sir. Well, do you want to explain the gods? Do you? Oh, did I embarrass you? You can't say those names either, can you? All right. Hmm. Too quiet, Arthur. We shame Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> so these four gods represented, amongst other things, the four cardinal Arthur directions. Really south, east, west, and north, respectively. Our new gang exists for about 600 years before they begin creating the universe. Who, north, south, east, and west? Yes. Thank you for not making me say the name. Uh, yeah. I, I, I scrolled away from my pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> they start with cosmic time and then the world or earth and all the other deities. So, so they made other deities? Yes. So not our first cosmic duality deity, the male and female um, Ometekutl, created gods and their sons that then created more deities. Okay. So. Gods creating gods. Mm-hmm. So. But only one of them can fuck itself. I think that's true. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, physically, only one of them can fuck himself. Themselves. Nah. Yeah. So, as far as I'm concerned, all of them can. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. So, Quetzalcoatl and Tezecatlipoca are specifically put in charge of creating the Earth, its people, and more gods. These four mm, gods, okay, like all okay. four of them, come together and create a giant sea monster called Sipakli, who is part crocodile and part fish. This monster became a source of trouble throughout the continuing creation process. As you might guess from the animal aspects, Sipakli lived in water. This monster, like all good monstrous antagonists, had an insatiable appetite. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know if you can hear, but Arthur messy. is quite scared. He is. He's terrified. He's whimpering. He's whimpering like a a stuck pig that's about to get fed to that sea monster she just mentioned. For one reason or another, the creation of the gods kept falling into the water, and they inevitably ended up being devoured by Sipakli. Oh, damn. Our four siblings get pretty sick and tired of this. So the thing is, reasoning with something part crocodile isn't really an option. So with pacifism and diplomacy out the window, that eventually means war. And little side tangent, because I wanted you to ask and you didn't. But what is the name of the same monster? Sipaktali. Sipaktali? Sipaktali. Am I saying it right? Did I say Sipatli? I don't even know if I'm saying it right, man. <laughs> okay. Well, is that our dragon for today? Well, he's crocodile and fish, so no. I mean, scaly. It's probably... Well, we have a feathered serpent. 
Oh, okay. So one of the gods. Spoilers! I Spoiler alert! Well, no, I already mentioned him. I just didn't define him as a god yet. Oh, okay. We'll get to it. We'll explain. <laughs> Did you know that crocodiles are amongst the deadliest animals worldwide? Nope. Arthur did. He's terrified. He's whimpering. Are you bothered? He's like, no, that's the problem. So, actually, uh, crocodiles are the eighth deadliest to humans. Yearly deaths for crocodiles worldwide could be estimated at a thousand. Like a thousand lives. Like they kill a thousand people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a thousand people Ew. in this world that are dumb enough to play with crocodiles. Yearly, yeah. Hmm. And in case you're curious, number one is mosquitoes at a million. <laughs> well, we can't help that. Yeah, that's like malaria and other yeah, diseases. Yeah, we can't help that. You can stay away from fucking crocodiles. Well, can you guess the second? Second deadliest? Drugs. Animal. Oh. Uh, Butterflies. Uh, and it's not a mosquito. Yeah. Because you said that was number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'm going to say bears. Snakes, 100,000. That makes sense because they're, they're in more areas and venomous. You might want to plug Arthur's ear for number three. Okay. Dogs, 30,000. Dogs kill 30,000 people? There's no way. It's rabies related. Well, okay. Yeah. So are they counting wolves in that? No, I think it's, it's just, just dogs. dogs. It's not like canine. It's a dog. Yeah. yeah. It's a dog specifically, not canine. Yeah. And then um, I do have more, but I'm done with this tangent, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> Hold on. I zoned out. I zoned out. Email me if you I'm want others. <laughs> so back to the war. The godly siblings put Spoxley and four different Pull him in four different... The oh, godly Ella. siblings pulled Spockley in four different directions. The monster fought back pretty aggressively. Despite his grand displays of violence, he is defeated. Messily, if standard quartering executions are anything to judge by. Clean up aisle two, am I right? <laughs> no, I think that's okay. So, Quarterly executions? That's how you take care of your noisy neighbors? Yeah. yeah. I mean, high turnover rate. Learned it from the workforce. So the four gods use Sepakhtli's corpse to create more of the universe since, you know, he kept eating everything prior. So I feel like it's fair. Yeah, yeah. The 13 heavens Ew, no. were created like, on the monster's head, the earth on its body, and the nine underworlds along its tail. Oh, I bet they stunk. It's a corpse, so I don't, I don't, did they, how do you preserve a corpse? Embalming? So yeah. I guess they could have done something like, does that help the smell, though? Embalming like and chemical. mummification. Mummification, like, preserves the fuck out of them. But doesn't it still smell? I mean, I don't know. I've never mummified anybody yeah. that I'm willing to <laughs> admit. Cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> Tune in next time for our <laughs> guest appearance on a true crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
featuring Cletus's own crimes. Allegedly. We're just kidding. Nobody wants us. Anyway. <laughs> Sponsor So you can see this corpse creation method to flushing out the universe illustrated in Aztec art. The Aztecs further believed that the Templo Mayor and Tenochtitlan, or the main temple in their capital city, which is now Mexico City, occupied the center of the universe. So the Sipaktli myth indicates that the earth is sandwiched in between the heavens and the underworld. And the universe spread in all four directions well, yeah. from the Templo Mayor. So the universe has a solid frame with the corpse. So we're just bacteria on a god then. Essentially, yeah. Cool. Well, a monster. It's not a god. The monster created by gods? Or did it just come out of nowhere? No, it was created by them. Why? I didn't say. Let's create this giant fucked up thing and then get mad when it eats everybody. <laughs> yeah, such a <laughs> weird how gods have human, what would you Traits? call Traits? Yeah, but, uh, oh my God, I can't think of the Greek word. Uh, don't look at me. I'm not educated. <laughs> I'm just going to cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that, cut that, cut that one, cut that one. <laughs> so the sun has a frame, but it's missing an energy source. This actually requires a sun, the celestial body, not more god babies. A sun, in its essence, is so damn powerful that it can't simply be created by from nothing, even by gods. So here comes... The sun, meaning the center of our solar system? Yes. Though, it's a moving body, according to the Aztecs. We're not past that yet. Yeah, I mean, I was just asking from my frame of reference. Yes, 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 yes. So here comes our first instance of cosmic sacrifice. Though not of the mortal death variety. So think more in sacrifice as in, oh shit, this gonna hurt, not an oh shit, I'm not gonna survive it. Mm-hmm. Tezicatlipoca nobly sacrificed himself, namely by jumping headfirst into searing hot flames. And from this willing sacrifice by fire, the first sun is created. The first sun is also called for Jaguar, which probably has something to do with the fact that his animal disguise of choice was a jaguar. I should also note that the god becomes the sun in the sacrifice process, so it's not like a separate item from the being. So it's not like he killed himself to become the sun. He was just like, all right, I give up free will and I will be the source of energy for life. It seems more like kind of they establish a throne and like that whole thing is like the god is the sun Mm -hmm. and they have like a throne vestige place. I got a little confused because my original source went back and forth. I made it seem like maybe that god died. (laughs) Then they were like, oh, yeah, he's still alive. And I was like, wait. But he became the sun. Yes, he he becomes the sun. For undisclosed reasons... This sun was incomplete. So Tesecatlipoca 
was only able to produce half a son. Tessakaptalipoca was mm, a major okay, Aztec okay. deity, his name meaning smoking mirror. A personal effect kept either near him or on his chest, depending on kind of the artwork and illustration. A smoking mirror? Mm-hmm. So the, the mirror itself was, was the effect kept near him. I don't understand. I don't know. So Sometimes his name translates for me too. to smoking mirror. And in depictions of him, there's a mirror. Oh, okay. So, okay. I, I got you. So he is just like, I got you. So sometimes in illustrations, the mirror is kind of like at his feet, like a separate object. And sometimes it's like on his chest. So he was basically a magician. It's all smoke and mirrors. Kind of. So basically... It, it kind of points to the fact that he sees everything, even the thoughts of human. Mm-hmm. And he was the god of magic and the night sky. His spotted jaguar skin is often compared to a starry sky. So they even like pull his animal form into his godliness. And he's the patron deity of kings and young warriors, as well as the protector of slaves. So he's a real man's man, wizard man, magic bro. <laughs> so Tessa and his brother, Quesacuatl, were arch rivals. Quesacuatl, otherwise known as the Feathered Serpent, was a god of the earth and water and associated Oof. to wind. And he was a god of the morning and evening star, which you may remember as a quote from El Dorado, which is an amazing animated film. I'm just going to plug I that. I don't. You're pointing at me, but I don't remember the it's quote. So would you like to would you like to share the quote? It was just um one of the characters. I forget if it was a a priest. I think it was the priest. But he said like god of of the morning and evening star. It's just like it's an epic quote. Trust right, me gotcha. on this. Trust I, me. I got you. I got you. Well, Look it up I'll, everybody or don't. We won't know. Cletus will see the clip after we're done recording. <laughs> it, it basically what that translates into is being a symbol of death and resurrection. So he'll later become the patron of priests and protector to craftsmen and goldsmiths. And as a patron god of the arts and knowledge, he is attributed to inventing the calendar and books and is perhaps the most widely recognized god amongst Mesoamerican culture. All right, this is how we know seasons and 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 how many revolutions we have around. Like, this is how we know all the shit that we don't know we know right now. And then, like, in modern society, wait, 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 we wait, still wait, wait, use what? that. You can look at, um, <clears throat> like, Mesoamerican cultural ruins, mm -hmm. and you can see basically, like, these... Um, architectural designs and stone placements that indicate a really deep understanding of the celestial calendar mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just the fact that like these people were incredibly intelligent oh for sure incredibly intelligent when i was in third grade i had to get a tutor because i couldn't read a clock and these people built a clock out of rocks in the ground. Hey, you know what? You know, you had to get a tutor because you couldn't read a clock, but guess what? Society was like, none of us can. Let's just go digital. 
Thanks for making me feel better, Cletus. (laughs) It's actually... Okay, so before I start, at this point in the story, I'm going to go by the name translations only because I don't want to keep hurting people. You can't read a clock and you were an hour late today. (laughs) You had the tutor for reading the clock. (laughs) Oh, man. That's the the fucking irony. I'm sorry. The tangent was so rude. (laughs) Girl, you had one job. You, mm, okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) It's just funny. To me, it's just like... Who has feelings left, not Ella. (laughs) As I was saying, I'm going to switch to the name translations because I'm sure nobody needs to be further offended by my lack of ability to pronounce these names. So, it was a quarrel between the smoking mirror and the feathered serpent that ultimately ended the age of the first sun. So, the first cycle of creation lasted a... 676 years before the quarreling gods had an argument over who gets to be the sun or like the source of the sun. I thought one of them already sacrificed himself to be the sun. He did. His brother didn't like it. He wanted to be the sun because basically, so under the smoking mirror god, mm-hmm. the which is. Tisakaptalipoka. So that's the smoking mirror, right? Under him, the first people or giants were too big, and the half sun that he made was too small. Quetzalcoatl is the feathered serpent, right? Mm-hmm. He sees this the fact that the humans are too big and the sun is too small. And he's like, I can do a better job than that. Make me the sun. So that's basically where the quarrel comes from. The giants were made from ash at some point or another and were believed to eat only acorns because the bigger you are, the less nutrients you need. And the more you like bitter things. I don't know. Are acorns bitter? I don't know. I've never eaten one. I would imagine. Well, anyway... He's pretty damn sure that he can do a better job, i.e. the feathered serpent, and a more proportionally balanced job, at the very least. So, in true sitcom fashion, the fight over the sun wound up knocking it out of the sky. So, more specifically, if you're trying to, like, imagine this in your mind's eye, the feathered serpent grabbed a big old stick and knocked the smoking mirror off his throne. By God, here comes the feathered serpent with a steel chair. And that's where I thought this story was going. I didn't want to say anything, but that's where <laughs> Pretty I Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So the smoking mirror, now infuriated, throws, like, he falls into the sea from his throne. Into the sea? Yeah. It's amazing he fell all the way from a celestial point and landed in the planet's ocean. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. I mean. Well, he comes out 
as a jaguar and sends more jaguars to Wait, gobble up. Wait, he comes up. out of the ocean as a, uh, a jungle cat. Yes. Okay. Right. Well, of course. And he sends jaguars to gobble up all the giants. <laughs> the, the, all, all, all the kids listen to this story around the, the native fire. Like, he came out as a jungle cat. And they're like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're like, but how? And they're like, we don't ask that. It's a god. It just happened. <laughs> so by now, the universe is in need of a new sun. And the feathered serpent, who is obviously already eager, jumps at the opportunity Literally, by leaping into fire this time around. The second sun created from this sacrifice was called Four Wind. Among everything else I listed four at your... Four skin? Four Wind. Oh, Four Wind. I know why you said that. Try to find dirty agree. within the story. There's plenty of it in there. The every as far as we know, all of creation according to the story was created by a deity that fucked itself. So that's. can neither deny nor confirm. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> you too, Arthur. Among everything else I listed at you earlier, the feathered serpent was widely recognized as the deity who loved humans most. Oh, so he likes people the most. Yeah. And he's yeah. the bad guy? Oh, I guess I just assumed. Keep going. I mean... listen. I'll listen to your story with minimal interruptions. That's as no. best as I can. He, he, <laughs> no, you kind of get to the crux of the matter, which is... It's all kind of petty, and we're going to get into more petty. Oh, cool, so that's, cool. You're, you're, you're seeing ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm an inquisitive little idiot. Cletus, an inquisitive little idiot. An can idiot, I, you might say. Can I get a roll tide? What's a roll tide? It's an Alabama thing. Oh. Mm, I don't know things. So during yes, the age of the second sun, regular size humans are finally created. Unlike the silly giants munching on acorns, these humans subsisted on pine nuts. How long was it before we desired flesh? Not sexual, like carnally, but like, you know, as sustenance. I don't know. That wasn't part of the story. Well, this is the second sun and we're on the fifth and it was like around the fifth, I think. That we started eating meat? Kind of. Oh, you yeah. actually found that out. I was just trying to be an ass. That's awesome. <laughs> the faith in me is such a low Hey, hey. The age of the second sun is initially peaceful. However, humans became corrupt, as humans do. Mm-hmm. As punishment, the smoking mirror turned them all into monkeys. Well, okay, good for good for him. Good for him. This may or may not have something to do with a prolonged bitterness over the whole end of the first age tiff we just covered. The feathered serpent met Petty with Petty and destroyed the transformed monkey people with an apocalyptic hurricane. Oh, so the flood. Kind of. 
So another version of the Second Age tale would have us believe that since the smoking mirror longed so desperately to be the son again, because he was the first son, that he took on his jaguar form to cast the feathered serpent off his throne. I mean, can we blame him? I mean, I would imagine being a son or the son would be like kind of like an addiction, right? He's like, oh, my God, I'm fiending. I want that attention. I want that fucking drive. I need a purpose. I'm trying to forget that. (laughs) I don't know how much I can sing before it's copyright. (laughs) I think you're safe because I don't know what you were singing. Simple plan. I'm addicted did to you (laughs) anyway uh so bro didn't like this either so he took the form of a hurricane and sends floods and storms to destroy the world what few humans escaped the storms did so by climbing to the top of trees which we do not recommend you do in the case of a hurricane and were turned into monkeys afterward. Oh, they were turned into monkeys after they climbed the trees? That's version number two, yeah. Oh, see, it would have been much easier if they were monkeys first. <laughs> we should make this make sense after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not 100% sure what happened to the sun itself this go around. But if the feathered serpent and the sun well, are I mean, supposed, it's like, kind of like a fuck you from the gods, right? Like it's like it's like oh, you like to climb in trees so much. All right, monkeys. Yeah, pretty much. So I think the, the basically the the second version of this tale makes the more most sense mm-hmm. because it knocks the feathered serpent off of his throne, and since he is the sun, that explains what happens to the sun. Like it's gone again, right? But this second age, like the first, lasted 676 years. The next god to become the sun is Tullalok, the god of the rains and fertility. You didn't even pause with that name. I'm so proud of me. And it's probably wrong. Don't tell me. Don't <laughs> Give me this. Give me this one thing. So not one of the OG gang, but super important nonetheless and still ancient. Thus, Tullalock was worshipped throughout Mesoamerican cultures. For the, what? Uh, rain god. Oh. Well, uh, that makes sense. Can't have crops without rain. Mm-hmm. Nothing grows. Good so, for him. the age of the third sun was also known as for rain. Brace yourselves for this one. This age was categorized by lots and lots of rain. She looks so excited to say that. <laughs> Humans this go around are eating seeds or river seeds that grew from the excess amount whoa, of water. Whoa, 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 whoa. We were taken off of nuts and given seeds? I misspoke. River reeds. So uh, the reeds. seeds are river reeds. Yeah. Oh, Ella. Words are hard, aren't they? It's still not great. It's still not great. Yeah, I mean, kind of like a kick down two steps, huh? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, so no North American or U.S. diets so far. <laughs> <laughs> no Western diet. Mm-mm. 
Where do you get a burger? You don't. Here's some fucking seeds and nuts. Can't even go north enough to get poutine. Why is poutine so common the further south you go? It's not. It's it's a it's a Canadian dish actually. It is it's French Canadian, I believe. But I'm from Pennsylvania, and y'all and don't no have anywhere poutine. with poutine. Not really. I don't know, but the first time I fry, saw it on a menu was down on here. Fries and fries are amazing. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, poutine is French fries with cheese curds and gravy. Traditionally, you can do other things with it, but this isn't a cooking show. Anyway, it could be. It could be. <laughs> Let's just see where it goes. <laughs> Send us an email if you want a themed recipe per episode. Oh, God, you're giving us work. <laughs> this world ends being the second age or the age of the second sun, more correctly. More correctly. Correctly. <clears throat> correctly. Dragons drink bourbon, but, but we, we three, three drink, drink more. more. Sadly, we're only two today, as we mentioned. Who needs a mile when you have oh, a yeah, fluffy dog? Yeah, and he's being really good right now. Really good, unexpectedly. So the world wait, wait, wait. ends when our dear right feathered now? serpent, not taking competition well, shocking by this point, we know, caused fire, burning stones and ash to fall from the sky. That's what killed the oh, dinosaurs. What an mm. a-hole. I'm not sure how water, like the excess amount of rain, <laughs> didn't put out the fires. But I guess like ash could have like soaked it up. But then it's wet. It's like wet wood. I don't know. The elemental rules seem murky. Or non-existent. I'm, I'm used to Pokemon. It's pretty straightforward. They are gods. Self-proclaimed. But. <laughs> well. As in the age of the second sun, some humans still squeaked on by like hearty little cockroaches and as congratulations for escaping the end of the world. What did they get for their reward? They were turned into turkeys. Really? Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Or butterflies or dogs. So that's the different translations or different... uh, Versions of the story have different things, or they were turned into one of these three things. I did see at random the good people were turned into dogs, the people that had deserved a second chance were butterflies, and then whatever the third, what was the third one? Dogs. No, I already said dogs. Oh, dogs, turkeys, butterflies. Oh, yeah. The bad people get eaten at Thanksgiving. Y'all don't know what that is yet, but white people are coming. The thing is, most of the the most common translation I found was turkeys, and they kind of just stopped there. But I did find, like, the butterflies and dogs a couple times, so I thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah, I, I like that one better, because who would want to be a turkey? I'd, I'd want to be an arfer. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind. Look how easy that life is. I'm pretty loyal, too. Ah, uh, I mean... I mean, for a ginger especially. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I guess... I, Spoiler alert, we (laughs) kill each other after this. (laughs) If that's not funny, it's because you don't realize we're both gingers. Yeah, we are both gingers. (laughs) Well, version two of these events, because we have a version two again, Mm -hmm. goes back to the smoking mirror again. Can't even get their story straight. Nope. So the smoking mirror 
as a reminder, is our first son, the half son. Mm-hmm. He the smoke and mirror, and then the third son was the serpent god. The or second, the, the, the second, the second. We hadn't even got to the third. And one the yet? third was Tullalock, the rain. Oh, uh, okay. So, mm-hmm. okay, okay. So the smoking mirror. We go back to him again, and I'm just I'm not sure what's more suspicious. The fact that there are versions that like point very aggressively and accusatorily to the smoking mirror. You can't prove that. Or the versions that give him a free pass to escape blame. Because we get two versions either way. Probably should meet in the middle. Let's make our own version. You tell me both versions and then we'll meet in the middle and make up our own. Got it. So for version two. What was version one? Well, so version one is what we just covered, which is that in the age of the second sun, which is Tullalock, rain, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the feathered serpent kind of causes the fire, burning stones, and ash to fall oh, from to the sky. Oh, to fall from the sky. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, okay. And so, that, like, just... So, feather serpent destroyed everything in version one. And in version two, it's the smoking mirror at faults. But the, doing the same thing. Essentially, but it starts with the smoking mirror god abducting... Abducting. Abducting? Dear Lord. Wait, wait, wait. This bourbon's kicking in. Say that again. Slowly. Bourbon! Don't drive on it. Like the smoking mirror abducts Tullalock's wife. So Tullalock is our current son. Mm -hmm. In his grief... And that's the rain guy, right? Yes. In his grief, Tullalock withholds all the rainfall like a California summer... And the resulting drought causes lots of suffering. The people pleading for relief upset Tullalock even further, and he himself engulfs the earth in flame. Fire spitten from the sky to bring an end to the age of the third sun after a measly 364 years. So... Version one was the ser- the feathered serpent destroyed everything in fire with fire and ash mm-hmm. for no reason whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Well, he's petty, but yeah, so jealousy. And version two was the smoke and mirror god, also petty, was mad because the rain god didn't send any rain. So he's like, "Well, fuck you, then. I'm just gonna." Abduct your Abduct wife. Abduct your wife and... Well, the rain god sent plenty of rain, but it's it's basically the same motivation. Like, the motive is the same. I want to be the sun. You're the sun. I'm mad about it. Oh. So the... Okay. In both versions... The, you know, those with power only want more power. Essentially, yeah. In both versions, the fire rain is so hot that the sun itself goes up in flames and is thus destroyed. Not my cabbages. But it's still there. No, because we're at the end of the third age. So uh, the sun's it's gone. It's literally out there right now. We're in the fifth cycle. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet, Cletus. <laughs> Welcome to the age of the fourth sun, everybody. Our new sun is created by Talalok's sister, Chalakutlikoi whose name translates to she of the jade skirt. Sounds heavy, like a jade skirt. But I'm going to call her jade skirt, B, 
because uh, you guys don't know because I've edited it, but that took like five takes. <laughs> yeah, and and you're doing better than I would do because I would have been like, we're gonna call this one Janet. But so Jade Skirt, this deity you could just call her Jade. That's a name. But my but my notes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> This deity was worshipped as the goddess of the waters that collect on Earth. So, so oceans, rivers, lakes. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly puddles. it. Puddles. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So she was also the protectress of childbirth and newborns. Oh, man, she'd be having a hard time now. <laughs> we're, not, we're not touching I'm that. Not, I'm not. I'm not. I saw I was leaving it right there. <laughs> Since we have another water-dominated age, <laughs> the people this time get to eat maize. So basically, Corn. yeah, but maize is the cereal Getting plant. Getting closer to Thanksgiving. We just passed Thanksgiving and Christmas. No, I'm talking about for, like the callback from the people being turned to turkeys. Now we got maize. <laughs> so the cereal plant of large grains and rose on a cob... So, like you said, it's corn. But the, so basically, think of squares and rectangles. Not all corn is maize, but all maize is technically corn. Kind of like not all whiskey is bourbon, but all bourbon is whiskey. Yeah. So, maize is like what farmers are growing. I, I mean, I know, but I farmers just, sell corn. I thought I was pretty clever. You were. I, mean, I, I was guess, very proud of you. I'll just fuck myself. I'm just, time. I'm being clear. I'll, I'll be one of those gods and just fuck myself. As a standard, I assume everyone's as dumb as I am, so I'm going to overexplain. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to be. So if you're smarter than that, don't be offended. That just means you're smarter than me. Why are you listening to me? I don't know. Please don't stop. The age of the fourth son lasts 676 years again. But this time ends with a slightly different incarnation of a great flood. Instead of the hurricanes of the second sun's age, the smoking mirror and feathered serpent gods strike down the jade skirt again out of sheer jealousy. In emotion, they make no effort to control whatsoever. Let me guess. She wants to speak to a manager. The sky opened to flood the earth as the jade skirt fell from her throne, struck down by Petty One and Petty Two. Not only is everything destroyed again, but the people become fishies this time around. Because, yeah, it's a little <gasps> Merfolk. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ripley's Museum, guys, not sponsored. Yeah. Uh... There aren't any massive crocodile monsters anymore. So Thank this goodness. Is, yeah, it's pretty convenient because they're technically swimming in his corpse. After this fourth considerable failure at maintaining life within the universe, the gods met at Teotihuacan, the northeast of what is now Mexico City in an ancient religious center. That, that actually sounds familiar to me mm-hmm. because... I watch Ancient Aliens, also not sponsored. <laughs> not touching that either. <laughs> this meeting's primary focus, which could not be settled in an email, was to decide on who among them would become the next son. Well, um, 
No one wants the job anymore. Except for the two assholes that keep killing everybody else that get it. But even they're not jumping up for it. So, Well, I wouldn't want to get murdered by the other one either. No. So, Because apparently if you're sitting on the throne, you can't defend yourself whether you're a god or not. Apparently. It kind of has like a defense against the dark arts professor kind of curse vibe. Right. Yeah. And the sacrifice aspect seems to depend on like willingness. So you can't just like push someone into the fire. And be like, oh, you're the sun now. So you got to psychologically manipulate them into wanting to be the fire. I wish they would have thought of that. That would have been a fun That's story. That's a 2022 problem, like, <laughs> solution right there. Problem let's solution. Psycholo- let's, let's psychologically manipulate until they're willing. Problem, solution. What's the difference, really? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the proud god... Teko Sistakatl volunteered to make a good old fiery leap. But at the last second, our guy hesitates and doesn't go through with it. Which one was this? New God. Oh, new, new God. Guy. Yeah. New guy. Yeah. Teko Sistakatl. Teko Sistakatl. Take some substance. Sure. He does this <laughs> four times. Four times. I just, you can't see, but I showed Cletus two fingers for four. Because she's seeing double. Mm, Yep. So while this dude is hesitating, another god, this time much more humble, the first god is very proud, jumps in his stead. Thus, Nana Hudson, not to be confused with Nana hops in, becomes the (laughs) new son. Yes. All right. Well deserved. Teiko Setstakatl, thoroughly shamed by his moment of cowardly affections, jumps in after to become the second son. Now, you may be thinking, Ella, girl, you said we're in the fifth cycle, and let me tell you, there ain't two sons. To that, I say, touche. So this did present a dilemma to the remaining gods. The energy of two suns would overwhelm the world. To solve this problem, they threw a rabbit at Tecosestical. Tecosestical. That was testicle. God damn it. <laughs> Let me tell you, not your first language does not get easier as you drink more. <laughs> so we get to watch the suns fight to the death. Not exactly. They mate and become one. You're never going to guess it. (laughs) The new gods threw a rabbit at Teiko Setsukatl at his face to dim his sunny light. Listen, you're at a 10. I need you at a 2. A rabbit? Yes. This effectively turned the god into the moon. You know what? From now on... Whenever I'm going somewhere, if I forget them, and I'm going back inside, like, if say me and you were about to go somewhere, mm-hmm. and you're like, you're like, where are you going? Oh, I forgot to get my rabbit. I'm going to come out wearing sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, according to the Aztecs, this is why there's a rabbit in the moon today, which correlates very well with reports from NASA. I see no problems here. There's a rabbit in the moon. There's a rabbit in the moon. Thought it was a face. 
Which I also never have seen. Rabbit face. Rabbit face. Maybe that's why. Maybe I've been looking for a human face, but it's a (laughs) rabbit face. So the gods weren't done problem solving because the humble god. They're so good at it. They're so good. (laughs) The humble god actually made a weaker son. Like his humility. Like weaker son, weaker as an S-U-N. Not like he didn't make a weak offspring. Yes. Okay. S-U-N. Okay. This means that the sun resulting from Nanahatsun was motionless. The rest of the gods donate their blood in an effort to set him in motion. And this works. Since when do gods become selfless? That's not... We weren't talking about selflessness. We were talking about... They donated stuff from themselves to save... Uh, Mm. That's selfless, isn't it? Well, I think it's more of like, shit, we need the intern to be able to do our work for us. I <laughs> oh, guess, fuck, we're going to have to do work if this guy doesn't survive. I guess we'll install windows for them. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So here we remain in the age of the fifth sun, also known as four movement. The Aztecs foretold that this age would be destroyed eventually... By a massive earthquake. Arthur, I don't know if you can hear him. He's very upset about this. Very upset. Yeah, very. The people, rather than falling dramatically into the earth. Why would they fall into the earthquakes? Earthquakes. Oh, okay. Would be eaten by sky monsters. It's kind of relatable to last episode's Arthurian dream of monsters and eating people. Since the current sun needed extra blood donors, the Aztecs further believed that the sun would disappear entirely if he was not nourished by blood offerings and sacrifices. Oh, that's where the virgin sacrifices come from. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they specifically had to be virgin. I don't know. That's what Hollywood says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Imagine them being wrong, huh? That's our... uh... That's our creation myth, the Aztecs. We're in the fifth cycle. It's a lot of apocalyptic end of cycles. This one's supposed to end similarly. We're we're in the fifth cycle, the cycle without all the human sacrifices, the boring cycle. But at least we get to eat meat and not river reeds or acorns. (laughs) So that's positive. Let me just tell you that as a woman doing this research... The repetition of the word cycle meant something very different (laughs) to me. (laughs) I can imagine. And if you responded ew to that, like one of my beloved roommates, then I have some advice for you. Grow up. Well, Ladies have cycles. Facts. Murderous ones, yes. And they lack logic, too. Mm. <laughs> See now, if I was on my cycle currently, there would be no more Cletus. That that, that was me testing whether or not. <laughs> I don't know if you find creation myths relatable at all, but it's it's the most I could do without like full theming New Year's. <laughs> I do think that there we can see a lot of like overlap. Like, floods happen in so many major religions. Like, that's not... Well, you get that, like... That's just history Yeah, I was about to say, you get that historically. Like, Mm -hmm. historically, there's 
a flood story over in Asia. There's a flood story and it like, like globally, historically, mm-hmm. you see all of that. So that happened. Yeah. Yeah. But, and everybody has their own story. It's so neat because everybody's got their own story of, and this is how these people survived. And then they repopulated the earth, but it's in this area, like what they knew of as the earth, right? I like, do find it especially interesting and maybe humbling that in polytheistic religions that you have more of a humanity to the faults. That that is a good point. You do have more humanity. It makes it more relatable. Gods are fallible. Mm -hmm. They don't really know what they're doing. And some of them want what's best for you while others are like, fuck it, let's exploit them. You know, like, Mm -hmm. so you have, you do have that humanity. Yeah. But I prefer polytheism because if, if I were to believe in like deities like that, I would prefer polytheism simply because if one asshole has all the power, that's all he's going to be is an asshole. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, if you've got nobody to challenge you, then... And I think it's interesting that you say that because when we think of... I think Greek mythology is most familiar to, like, just European audiences in general. And you get a little bit more Norse, especially with more um, popular interpretations of it in the last, like, few decades. But, like, Quetzalcoatl, like, he he was the most popular god that we know in Mesoamerican culture, but he was also the one that was supposed to be, like, most fond of humans. And most often when we see that with other gods, like – in the case of, like, Greek mythology, we don't really care about humans until they're almost extinct because who's going to worship us if or, they're or, gone? Or you want to fuck them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, like, the the difference in motive, right. the difference in what, well, what, what I mean, drives that, that, me to I, save these people, right. am I compelled to... Protect your creation? creation because the cosmic duality that produced me wants me to do that? Or am I compelled to do it because I really like to fuck it and um, uh, the sacrifices aren't that bad either? <laughs> right. So. What am I going to watch on TV if humanity is gone? Yeah. I always thought that in the application to like a Percy Jackson-esque universe, like there's there's camp scenes where the kids throw in the best cuts of meat, as you should, to their god and the god in that instance would be their mother or father because they're all demigods and i always thought like i i would a god would smite me right then and there because i'd be throwing in like the worst cut and be like why do i have so many fucking half siblings maybe stop (laughs) fucking around (laughs) like i wouldn't the respect wouldn't be there and i was also just you know for the sake of transparency um, I was also raised Christian. I was raised specifically in Baptist churches, not Southern Baptist, notably, but Baptist churches. And my parents told me we were Protestant. And I was taught if you, you know, accept this Lord into your heart and he is love and he is kindness and he is forgiveness and he is understanding. And then the older you get, the more that depiction of God and Jesus as our savior kind of falls away and it mm-hmm. becomes like, well, if you don't do this, this, and this, you're condemned. Right. Well, it's funny because it's the same church, but you didn't tell me that when I was seven. Right. <laughs> so it's just, I, I always find it interesting from the perspective of the difference in the deity mentality 
And what I found just academically is, as I said, in, in polytheistic religions, you find more of an appeal to our own human faults in the gods we're worshiping and goddesses. And when you have a monotheistic religion, it's more like this is an omnipotent, omnipresent, almost infallible, understand. Yes, infallible being that expects perfection. Yes, is perfection. And even if they don't expect perfection, they expect you to try to achieve it. And knowing that it's an impossibility. Exactly. And it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting to read that the motivations can vary so widely. And like, even then, though, with the Aztec mythology we just discussed, we get through this without plenty of pettiness, plenty of jealousy. But it was all on the part of the gods and the creators. It was nothing to do with humanity. But humanity was still punished in the process. Well, as we would be, like, it's, yeah, you could equate that to like the butterfly effect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what was you, you, you made a point during the story. Um, I'm drunk, so I can't really remember what it was, but it was like during their battle, they knocked the sun out of the sky and it mm-hmm. landed in the ocean. Like, okay, so we were fucked up because they had a little brotherly yeah. brawl in their bedroom. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like obviously they're bigger beings, right? Yeah, it would, it would make sense. And to that point, like, we still we still get that level of, like, pettiness. Really intense foiling in the opposite direction. Right, right. Like, yeah. like there, there's stories, like, like you grow up with, it's like, oh, well, well as long as you, you, you got good in your heart and you're, you're you know, you do this, mm-hmm. you accept this, you'll be, you'll be saved. And then it's like, but also, if you don't put this blood over your door, we're going to kill your firstborn son. Like, yeah. like. Whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> First off, if you're infallible, why do we need to mark our doors for you to pass over it? Second, why are you killing children? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean. There's um Good Omens, I think, does a really good job. If you've never read and or watched it, the show was also just as good. Neil Gaiman was involved, so he did a lot of justice to the story. But there's a point where the angel from the garden Mm -hmm. and the demon crawly from the garden as well are meeting up and looking on upon the preparations for the ark and the demon says even the children (laughs) we don't even do that (laughs) so it's like there's there's so much of it and i to me personally i think even from in, oh my god, I, I'm blanking on the word. Not well, atheist. Well, um, then, then then let me let me let me say this real quick, um, just in case any or a lot of this is used. We are not trying to sway anybody from their mm-hmm. religious beliefs no. or anything like that. We're just we're using Christianity because, as we just mentioned, we know most about that because that's how we were raised. Yeah. We're not shaming you for being Christian. We're not shaming you for not being Christian. We don't care what your religious or even political views are. Mm-hmm. We don't care. You're human beings. Everybody's got their own journey. And we all feel the way that we feel based on the situations we grew up in and 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 experiences we've had in this life. We're either enlightened to certain things and darkened to others or vice versa. So we all we're all on our own journey. And I just want to make that clear. We're not making fun of or shaming anyone for anything that they believe. And I actually, 
I had a tangent and I want to pull back because I think that's something really beautiful to tie into the new year. Because so often what we see around us, especially when we're, you know, looking online and on social media and in news media, are topics that are divisive. And at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And, you know, we're going to make jokes that might upset some of our audience. And we're going to make jokes that's going to make other people laugh a lot. But at the end of the day, we really respect each other as human beings and where you come from. And that's a beautiful thing. And I want people to feel, hopefully, like this is a safe space. And we're not infallible and we might make mistakes and you might want to email us, especially when it comes to pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) And that's totally okay. And we welcome it. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Don't expect us to to get mushy like this uh, all the time. But, uh, I just felt like since we're early in our development, Mm -hmm. that this was something that should have been, that needs to be said because, I know me, I can be offensive uh, fairly often, but I mean no harm. I'm just, I'm just me, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I really don't mean any harm to anybody. I, I yeah. just don't be a piece of shit. As human beings, we respect and we love each other. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. And we hope that you can take some similar feelings into the new year and you can feel, you know, maybe a little less alone. Maybe even just laugh a little more. (laughs) If we can bring that to you, that's totally humbling and we're really okay with it. To quote Van Wilder, don't take life too seriously. Mm -hmm. You'll never make it out alive. Mm -hmm. We know we're releasing this on December 26th, but we hope all of you have a wonderful new year. We are so grateful and humbled for anyone that listens. And happy holidays, whichever holiday you celebrate. Absolutely. This is Dragon's Drink Bourbon, and we are signing off. Holla! Bam chicka bow wow! Do 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 do. Dead bourbons and drunk on the dragon's last Original music by Maria Vincent and art by Something by LP. The crew here at Dragon's Drink Bourbon supports safe drinking practices, which is why we coat our stomachs with a nice, filling meal before each recording. This food is sponsored by Hot Wings Express in Phoenix City, Alabama, because we dare to win. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ddb.podcast.